0: Yes please, Granny got to sleep
1: <laughs> I,
2: was, I was joking, definitely. it was a joke No, definitely right. got that It went
1: oh. over everybody's head <laughs>
2: uh, Oh, I get it Thank you
1: I was focused on this Listen, like, it, it's an overarching theme That just nobody laughs at my jokes anymore
3: <laughs> I never did
1: Thank <laughs> you, Whitney <laughs> You know
2: what's funny, There's people who <laughs> Nevermind, I guess What are you going to say? I was going to say, she always dogs you, but she's not funny either, so don't feel bad. <laughs> it's usually people that aren't funny, the dog people that actually are funny. Mm. Oh. I got your back, bro.
1: Thanks, man. can always trust in the boys.
2: The word boys, the boys. <laughs> not men.
3: <laughs> Just kidding.
1: Anyways, this is Free Wine and Unleavened Bread, and I'm doing so good with that title. Like, I'm mm. not screwing it up anymore. You're doing well. Thank you. <laughs> 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 Thanks, Eric. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I was like, where did that voice come from?
2: <laughs> <laughs> Who is that?
1: He probably didn't even show up in
2: the guest star That's Eric.
1: Why. Eric Foreman.
2: Ooh. Oops. <laughs> I still haven't learned this board yet. I'm trying.
1: Figure it out, man. Figure
2: it out. Figure so it out. Call yourself
0: the tech board genius. Try
2: tech board genius. Tech boy. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Crickets. <laughs> 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 See, there I is. got that one. I know that there one. Is.
1: There it is. Uh, well, I'm your host Dalton Locke. I'm also here with Corianne Thorpe.
0: Hey guys.
1: Winnie Mikhail Williamson. Hey. hey. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and tech board genius.
2: I'm not gonna respond because I don't know who that is. <laughs> <laughs> hey, <laughs> what's up? That's I'm
1: David Lee over street.
2: Yep. Little names still a thing.
1: It's alright. We we uh we appreciate you. All that you do. Thank you. On the tech board. Thank you. You know, pressing buttons, I know it's really hard. It is.
2: Yeah, sometimes <laughs> you
1: just forget to hit record.
2: <laughs> space bar, space bar, space bar. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Uh,
1: are you going to tell that story
2: now? Yeah. So, uh, my girlfriend is actually a DJ. And she, when she plays out, like, one of the people we used to work with always, like, makes fun of her because, like when you're playing a dj set at a show you press the space bar so much to like <laughs> to like like transition between mixes or whatever and uh like he just calls her space bar all the time and it <laughs> space bar space bar space bar <laughs> and he's like an actual like he's like a drummer and stuff so he just dogs her but it is more complicated it is an art there is a lot to it i i did learn that but he's saying that because he has to
1: because no, no, no. Well, she listens. No, no,
2: no. I'm, I'm, I'm saying that. I'm not saying that because He's I have. to. Now. <laughs> I'm totally not saying that <laughs> because I have to. But yeah, thought it was funny. Good old space bar.
1: That's awesome. Well, guys, this week we're going to be talking about patience. Woo! And we're going to hurry on into this episode.
0: <laughs> we got it this time. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs>
2: No, sorry. (laughs) That time.
1: (laughs) (laughs) No, actually, I um, it's been interesting. uh, The couple weeks leading up to this episode, um, as I've been studying it and stuff, God has actually put it on my heart that I need to learn some patience. Um. Mm -hmm. So like, I was I was having a rough couple weeks, like after our vacation and stuff, and I was like, God, why am I like in this position? Why? why can't the suffering and why can't, you know, I be in the next chapter of life and whatever. And like, really, I was just wanting answers, like, you know, um, and I was kind of getting mad at him. And I was like, I mean, I was praying to him about it all and stuff. And, uh, literally the answer that I got was, it's none of your business. (laughs) Just be
2: patient. (laughs) What do you mean? Can you elaborate?
1: Yeah. So, um, I uh So, like, uh, there would be days where I would just, like, kind of go to him in prayer and stuff. And then later on in that day, like, I would get a word from him. So, like, the first instance, I was listening to a sermon. And uh, the pastor brought up Acts chapter 1, verses 4 through 6, which is where uh, Jesus is about to ascend in, into heaven. Um, and he's telling... Them, he's telling his disciples to uh, that the Holy Spirit's going to be coming, um, and they're not really getting it yet. And so they're like, is this when you're going to restore Israel? And Jesus is like, that is going to happen, but in my Father's timing. As for you, you just wait for the Holy Spirit. So it's like, none of your business. It'll happen when it happens. Wait for the Holy Spirit. Mm. Um, and so like that, like that hit me, and I it, it like got my attention. And then, um, a few days would go by, and it was another bad day. And I don't remember how I heard this one. It was probably another sermon, honestly. Um, but it was Peter asking Jesus about John's death after P- after Jesus just prophesied Peter's death. And so like Peter is like he like looks at John. And he looks back at Jesus, and he's like, well, what about this man? How's he going to die? And Jesus is like, if I choose that he's going to remain until I come back, what is that to you? Mm-hmm. As for you, follow me. Yeah.
2: Mm.
1: And so, again, it's like none of your business. Wait for the Holy Spirit. Follow right, me. Right. And then a third time, it was Acts chapter um, 1, 4 through 6 again, but this time it was like an in-person sermon at church. Mm-hmm. And so, like, none of these are solicited sources. None of these are, like, knowing sources. And so it was like, okay, God, I hear you. (laughs) It's none of my business. Wait for the Holy Spirit. Follow Jesus. Um, Wow. So, like, just got to be patient, you know, for what God has.
3: I love it when he does things like that. Like, that's happened to me um, whenever I first started walking with the Lord. Like, that's how he got my attention is I would hear things that had no idea. Like, things like that from people or something, and it would be an exact phrase that wasn't something common you would always hear, and these people didn't know what was going on in my life, and they didn't know one another. Mm-hmm. And it, he would just confirm his word over and over again, and it would be things like that. Um, so I wanted to hit you guys with the definition because, you know, I love to look into the deeper meaning of words. Mm-hmm. I think our language just doesn't carry the weight that, it should. We just say a word and we don't really think about what it actually means. So to define patience, it's the capacity to accept or tolerate delay, trouble, or suffering without getting angry or upset. Like, <laughs> yeah, and it, so it, it's not even just about, okay, God, like, I'm waiting. It's your attitude while you wait. And that that is the fruit of patience. Um, but... It it just talks about letting patience have its perfect work in you, mm-hmm. you know, and like love is patient, you know that's the first thing listed, right after love. Like love is patient and it's kind, long suffering. Like my friend Matt shared that one time. It's love, on joy,
1: my, peace, then patience.
3: Yeah, but patience is is how you receive from God. Like it's, it's believing before you actually have it in your hand mm-hmm. as if you already see it and it's waiting up on the Lord. And like those that wait on the Lord renew their strength, mm-hmm. you know, and a lot of time we're waiting on the thing. We're not really waiting on God. Yeah.
0: I looked up a couple definitions too, and I love this one. And it said, patience is waiting with grace and patience allows us to live in this demanding world and still have all the other fruits of the spirit, which I love that. Mm. I love the waiting with grace because, like you said, it's not just waiting and having a bad attitude. It's having a trust and a faith and a good attitude, knowing that you're waiting or you're moving through something because you have the promise of what Jesus has given you on the other side of it.
2: Right. Um, I think, like, Ecclesiastes 7, 8 kind of goes along those lines, too. Uh, it says the end of something is better is better than its beginning. Patience is better than pride. And mm. so just like that hit me so hard, especially that first part is like the end of something is better than its beginning. And if you think about when you're beginning something, it's very exciting. but You're very also very nervous and anxious sometimes, but like once you've conquered something, you kind of, you have that maturity that I think comes with patience. Um, and like just the waiting and trying to, Trust God, because patience does kind of go along with trust as well. Um, and with anger, too. It's like, I can't remember where it is, but it talks about, like, high temper. Like, if you, like, don't have high tempers or it? something about arguments. Like, anger brings arguments, but, like, patience breeds, like, peacemaking or something like that. I'll have to double check the where that is, but I just saw it today. Um, but yeah, I think that that's very interesting that like patience is such a virtue and it is something that you have to like practice
1: Yeah, like, daily.
2: <laughs> it like is very hard sometimes, but, um, y- you do have to practice that. So well,
1: that's the thing. I mean, that's true with almost every virtue of the Christian faith is that like it's whether it's forgiveness or patience or, um, choosing to love somebody, like, it's, it's a daily thing. It's never a one and done deal. Mm -hmm. Like, you have to constantly choose to, like, uh, like, say forgiveness. Like, you don't just say, okay, I forgive you, and then, like, that's the end of it. Mm -hmm. No, because Satan, the enemy, is gonna bring it up every chance he gets. Yeah. And so, like, you have to choose not to dwell on that. You have to choose to forgive them every time it comes up.
2: Yeah. It just, like, I think, (laughs) I think one of the, I see my dad, and I see patients. Like, my dad has just a, this. Me and my sister were talking about like we want to take him to Top Golf for Father's Day, and like we really want to try and treat him this year because my dad has just gone through so much this past year. Um, like my grandmother and grandfather both. Like my grandfather had a stroke like a year and a half ago. My grandmother has been like not able to do anything. My dad does everything for them, literally everything. Um. On my mom's side, her mom lives in Lawrenceburg and she is incapable of taking care of herself also. And so my dad has to go down there every couple of weeks, drop what he's doing, do everything for her, all her bills all her taxes, like keep up with her finances, you know, do her yard, fix her house. Like, um, it, there's just so much that goes on. He also has his work and just, he takes care of Avery, my niece, like a lot too. And so. It's just, I see that, and, like, he never complains. That's the thing. It's like, my dad, you will never hear him complain about anything he does. And I know that's because he's patient, but he also does it because he loves my mom. He loves his family. And, like, when you have love for someone or something, that patience follows that.
1: Yeah.
3: Amen.
2: And so, yeah.
3: That's really good. Um. <laughs> so earlier today um, at church, Pastor Bill was just talking about, you know, um, discipleship, but he was talking about a fruit doesn't, like, it doesn't have to try to be fruit. That's produced naturally without it having to try to, to be that just from abiding in the vine. And so I just wanted to read um, John 15, a few verses from the Amplified, because I think abiding in him, that's what's going to produce the fruit of patience in our life is when we just get close to him. You were talking about patience is, is trust as well, and it is, and, and patience is love. And the more that we're abiding in him, the more we develop trust in who his character is and who he is. And the more that we develop that relationship with him and love him, the more that we're able to have this fruit. Yeah. So it says, I'm the true vine and my father is the vine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. And every branch that continues to bear fruit, he repeatedly prunes so that it will bear more fruit, even richer and finer fruit. You are already clean because of the word which I have given you, the teachings which I have discussed with you. Remain in me, and I will remain in you. Just as no branch can bear fruit by itself without remaining in the vine, neither can you bear fruit, producing evidence of your faith unless you remain in me. I am the vine, you are the branches, the one who remains in me, and I in him bears much fruit. For otherwise, apart from me, that is cut off from vital union with me, you can do nothing. If anyone does not remain in me, he is thrown out like a broken-off branch and withers and dies. And they gather such branches and throw them into the fire, and they are burned. If you remain in me and my words remain in you, that is, if we are vitally united and my message lives in your heart, ask whatever you wish, and it will be done for you. My Father is glorified and honored by this when you bear much fruit and prove yourselves to be my true disciples. And it it, it keeps going on and on and on, and with with the abiding. So it, it goes on and on with the abiding and the abiding in him and the fruit in your life is nothing that you can produce on your own. It is something that sometimes we have to put our flesh under. And we have to practice, but the practicing is not practicing, producing the fruit. The practicing is our practice of abiding in him so that we may bear more excellent fruit. And when we feel convicted in those moments, allowing him to prune us, like you want to be pruned by the Holy Spirit. Like Dalton, when you got that correction, that's pruning. You're pruned if you do, you're pruned if you don't. You might as well go ahead and get okay with the pruning, as Joyce Meyer had worded it so kindly. Joyce <laughs> <laughs> <George so>, Meyer. <laughs> yeah, so um, <clears throat> just when he he prunes you, it's because you're meant to bear even more excellent fruit. Yep. And that's going to draw you back to that place of being closer to him and more reliant on him and dependent on him.
2: Right.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's good. I want to ask, did you, uh, did you know that that is the verse for our season? Right now, that's on our template.
3: No. Yeah. <laughs> 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 that first
1: verse that you brought up. So I am the true vine. My father, the vine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear uh, fruit, he takes away. And every branch that does not that does bear fruit, he prunes, so that it may bear more fruit. I just thought that was kind of cool that you like brought it up. <laughs> yeah. Not I even agree. realizing that that was our verse because so it's at the top of your template.
2: Um, <laughs> so I think um, overachiever. Um, i think kind of getting more towards applications for the listeners um i know a lot of people who are kind of in a season of their life where they feel like they're trapped in a certain season and they get kind of frustrated about that um like what would you guys say to those people about about patience and about waiting for kind of a light at the end of the tunnel what i always say is like the end goal means more than the win goal so it's like Not W-I-N, like W-H-E-N. Like, everyone's on their own path and everyone has their own set of circumstances. And, like, society does kind of, like, tell us that we need to be at a certain place at a certain time. But everyone's their own person and everyone grows at a different rate. But what would you guys say?
0: I guess it kind of goes along with that is focus on the why, not the when. Yeah. Mm, I mean, that's a big thing is always keep the why in mind.
1: Mm-hmm. Amen.
2: yeah Don what would you say uh,
1: I would say you need to focus more on being content yeah where you are right now because mm. I mean like we've talked about this on our singleness episode where mm-hmm. like you know like all of us long to be in a relationship like that's something that all of us want mm-hmm. but there's so much fruit and so much blessing in being single at the same time and so it's like it's fine to have that want. It's fine to have that goal. Mm-hmm. But don't forget what you can do right here and right now.
2: Right.
3: <coughs> so with that, there's a couple things that I wanted to share. Um, one, also what Pastor Bill is just teaching on right now, it just really it made me think of that. And he was referring to sports, but he was talking about whenever, if you notice teams that get ahead at that point, like when they're leading, they're not playing to win, they're playing to not lose. And a lot of us are kind of holding on to our faith, just hoping we don't lose, and that's better than, you know, whatever. But we're not really playing to win. We're not really in it saying, God, what do you want to do through me right now in this very moment? We're just playing to not lose. We just don't want to compromise, but we're not really aiming for spiritual wins. We're not really aiming to say, you know what? I'm drawing close to you, but how about I draw even closer? Um, And so I thought that was really good. But also something I had heard, that I wanted to share with you guys. And I shared it on my social media, so some of you may have seen it in my story. Um, it says, you might keep breathing, but if you settle for less than what is really in your heart, there is going to be something in you that's going to die, something in your soul it's going to sour and give up. And I think that it's really easy for us to get in that place of compromise when we're trying to be patient and wait and wait on the timing of God and wait for his glory. And we get in that place of unpatience and unsettling and we compromise what's really in our heart, and then we feel more empty than when we started. And I just want to remind our listeners of that. Don't allow yourself to get in that place where you're willing to compromise the desire that you do have in your heart. It's there for a reason. Don't let the enemy talk you into, oh, this is me asking too much or me being too whatever. If you are trusting God and you're abiding in him, you need to, to trust that that desire that is there for a reason.
1: Yeah.
3: And But the desire is not why you get close to him. Um. But just for people that feel stuck, this is an opportunity for you to self-reflect and say, what do I need to change on the inside of me? Not just when is the season going to be over? What do I need to really get from this season so I can move on to the next season? Because you might be missing a step. Mm-hmm. And I think that's really important to ask God when you're in that place. Okay, God, I don't feel like I'm really going forward obviously I'm missing something somewhere. I need you to reveal that to me. I need you to teach me. I need you to show me, and I'm willing to submit and to change. And you have to to be willing whenever you get that correction from him to to do what he tells you. Yeah. And it's really hard. Like, I'm not going to sit here and tell you guys it's easy. It's not. But you have to love him more than you love that. Right. And that's the only way you're going to be able to make that decision and to stick with it. It doesn't mean you'll never make a mistake or you'll never miss it, but it's about... Saying, you know what, God, I really love this idea. This thing sounds great, but I love you more. Yeah. And this is the most important thing to me, and I'm making the the choice because this is the most important. Yeah.
1: Well, like, so that's that's one side of being patient is like, you know, just realizing what you can do and like why you need to love God when you feel stuck. But there's also another side of having to be patient of when like you're on a roll. And you feel, you feel like you're just getting one thing after another done. And, I mean, you are in a groove, and maybe God's telling you to slow down because you're getting ahead of his timing. Um, so, like, what's something that y'all would say to somebody like that?
3: If you have the right thing, but it's in the wrong time, then it is not the right thing. Right. And you will not steward it and keep it, appreciate it as much as you could if you got it in the right time
2: I would question the contentness or the content level of that person at that time because if they are doing things at that pace says to me that they're not they're constantly not happy with where they're at so they have to continuously do things to make changes to feel better Mm. um and Mm. you know it it's easy to get caught up in that state, especially if you're the type of person who has that personality of like, you have that, I don't know
3: on to the next,
2: right. That want to that perseverance anyways. Just like, I know a lot of athletes like that, that I, that I went to school with who, um, you know, they, they do a lot. They're constantly doing things, constantly doing things and they never, you know, give time to, to God. And it's constantly just thing after thing. Um, you know, and, think you're right there is there is a time where god wants you to just listen and yeah. wait and um and to just listen to the quiet and listen to him working through that mm-hmm. um just i don't know like there was a period where you were talking talk to me about fasting and how mm-hmm. that it can happen during that like when you, when you fast and just kind of you read during that time and you pray and then you just wait for god to yeah to come on your heart yeah so there's a
1: formula for pra- for fasting, fasting. For, uh, <laughs> praying and fasting hey <laughs> um no there's a formula for fasting that i heard a while back ago where it was like <clears throat> take a third of the time to read in scripture take a third of the time to pray and then take a third of the time to just be still and listen and you know whatever the god puts on your heart it, during that time like pay special attention to it yeah um and I think that is such good advice for people who don't really know what to do when they're fasting. I mean, like, you don't have to fast for three days right off the bat. I mean, yeah. that's, that's something that should definitely be strived for, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, fast a meal. And so if you, like, take a 30-minute lunch break, then 10 minutes to read, 10 minutes to pray, 10 minutes to listen. Yeah. Um, I think that's really good, so... That that's uh that's free right there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's I some think, free wine. <laughs> I think
0: too, if you're like on this role, you can even have you can have like this massive amount of happiness that comes from that too. Um, so I would say like look at your satisfaction. Is it coming from the things that you're doing or is it coming from Jesus and doing the things that he's having you do? Mm-hmm. Um because you can get so caught up in like these whatever it is that you're doing and you always need to be checking with God and seeing is this exactly the timing that you want it, you know? And um, one of my favorite verses in the Bible, because I think as a lot of Christians, we can't wait to go to heaven. And so sometimes I'm like, God, like the world's getting so bad. Like when are you coming back, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but the verse in Second Peter, it's 3, 8 through 9, says the Lord is not slow about his promise as some count slowness, but is patient toward you not wishing for any to perish, but for all to come to repentance. And I love that because as much as we want to be with him, he loves us so much and has so much patience that he wants as many people as possible to come be with him in heaven forever.
2: Right. And it's like he gives us so many reassurances in Mm -hmm. the Bible, and yet we're still so impatient. Yeah. You know, I know uh, in James 5, uh, 5, 8, it says uh you also must be patient keep your hopes high for the day of the lord is drawing near just tells you it's it's coming mm-hmm. just wait and just obey me and obey my commandments and just do as i say and work on your righteousness and faith and your holiness and i don't know i just i, I completely agree it's just being patient it, It's something you just got to practice every single day, no matter how small, just a little bit at a time.
0: Yeah. And patience also helps us from being hijacked by our emotions. Yeah. Because our emotions are, you know, kind of running wild at all times. And so that patience really comes in as that. that it's like an anchor. Yeah. That's a good word. Mm-hmm.
1: <coughs> yeah. Well, uh, so I had some questions in here that uh, I'd like for us to go through. Um so, how did Jesus betray the fruit of the spirit- this fruit of the spirit?
2: I think he betrayed it obviously very well like he there was all these things that were going on before his 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 death. um I know that when he was in the garden praying and his disciples constantly kept falling asleep, like there's just so, so much patience I feel like he had in that moment with them even though they still, like, somehow doubted who Jesus was up until the time he was taken away, you know? It was like he constantly had to, like, reassure them, like, you know, I am I am the Lord, like, I am the way, I am the truth. And still they would do little things like that that I feel like normally could provoke a lot of anger in people and just not to Jesus and not in that moment when he, his emotions were at the height. And also, like, just being around Judas, I feel like. I was going to say that, Before he knew Judas was going to, or when when he knew that Judas was going to betray him. And just having the, like, I don't know, just that attitude about it and that patience with Judas. Yeah.
3: I always, I heard that um, maybe, like, a couple months ago. This girl had posted, and she was like, you know, people never understood why, you know, I did certain things. But she was like, I think, you know, of the verse, and it's like, Judas ate too. And talking about just loving people beyond what you know that they might be doing, even if it's against you. And so whenever you were talking about, like, how Jesus was patient with people, I thought of that. And I thought about how he looked at Judas with the same amount of love and made sure he was provided for, too, knowing that he would hand him over.
1: Yeah. And honestly, that that is something that our generation just really needs to hear is that, like, it, it's good to love those who are going to love you back. What it's better to, is that to us? Huh?
3: The, this, Yeah, no, with, I'm with you. Like, but the scripture that was talking about, like, what benefit is if we only love those that love us?
1: Right. It's better to love those who can't love you back. And it's even better to love those who are going to hate you. Yeah. Like, yeah. like it, this world is not about us. It's not about us. And so it can't be a consumer relationship type thing with the world. It can't be, what can you give me? Mm -hmm. It's got to be, I'm going to love you even if you can't and even if you won't.
0: Amen. And, like, even, I mean, obviously his death was, like, the biggest, how he's up on the cross and they're torturing him, and he just says, Father, forgive them. They don't know what they do. Like, that is some patience. Yeah. Cannot imagine. And then also, like, God shows his patience. um, just with like his promises, his promise of Jesus being born. And that that was like hundreds and hundreds of years later that he was actually born. Yeah. You know, so he had patience in that. People that believed in that fulfillment of prophecy had patience, even if they died and never saw it happen.
1: Yeah. Um, so here is a quote from Paul on patience that I feel like really uh, portrays Jesus' patience pretty well. Um, but for that very reason, I was shown mercy so that in me, the worst of sinners, Christ Jesus might display his immense patience as an example for those who would believe in him and receive eternal life. Um, so, you know, Paul being an ex murderer, uh, of Christians, um, prideful in his heart. he, He calls himself the least of the saints because of his history, because of his past, um, and yet he, uh, like Jesus had that much patience with him, like in his conversion story. Um, like Paul, Paul, why are you, why are, why are you persecuting me? Um, Jesus had so much patience for Paul and like Paul says it himself. That was an immense you know, measure of patience. So he has that much patience for us too. So we're never too far from grace. Um, yeah and so like that's good news for those who like need to know that jesus is patient with them it's all good it's also good news to know that we have that same patience from the holy spirit the holy spirit was jesus spirit so uh it's just good to know that like we don't have to rely on our own strength to be that patient we can rely on jesus to be that patient so i think that's really good um the th- second question was, how does the father portray the spirit the spirit in the Old Testament? Uh, I'll just go ahead and throw one out with Jonah, the way that he, that he runs and runs <laughs> and runs. And then, like, he's mad that the Ninevites have repented and that God has extended grace. Um, it's so good of God to be so patient with him and have that conversation with him, because then it calls us to reflect on that on that conversation. It calls us to reflect on, like, because God ends, like, basically, the book ends with God asking Jonah, Do I not have the right to be patient, to give grace to this city, mm-hmm. which I have built up, which I have nurtured? Yeah. And, like, it, it's just so awesome to see God's patience in that conversation
2: yeah. and then
1: to reflect on that. So, right.
0: I think a big one is the Israelites wandering in the wilderness for 40 years and it makes me laugh because like I can so see myself in that how like mm-hmm. God parts the Red Seas for you he like does all these amazing things and you're still just like well, I don't know <laughs> <laughs>
2: like,
0: it's just like oh my gosh Are there yet I <laughs> we there yet yeah
2: I feel like I can't think about patience in the Old Testament without thinking of Joseph like that's mm-hmm. that's the oh standard goodness, if yes. you teach mm-hmm. patience you teach that story I mean the man was like in a prison, like for half his life. I mean, turned yeah. away. I mean, by his own family. It's it. Like, if there's ever a moment where you're like, "Why, God? Why?" Like, <laughs> that's the moment. You yeah, because
3: you get this awesome gift and like these dreams and the interpretation of dreams from God, and you really believe that you heard from Him and you believe that your heart's right, and everything comes against you to keep you from to make it seem like you're not going to get to where He destined you to go. Yeah everything yeah. and even then he still trusted God he didn't have a bad attitude with the people that forgot him he didn't have unforgiveness or a bad attitude toward his family when they came to him and didn't realize it was him and asked for provision like he if I was him being 110% honest and I think most of us would agree with this if I got that word from God and then all that stuff happened I would be like look what's up
2: like then, what the yeah. heck is going on And then his family comes to Egypt and that's the enemy trying to be like, okay, here's your chance. Here's your chance to get them all back for what they did to you. Yeah. He doesn't. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, I don't
3: know. I just think that patience is, is so, it's probably honestly one of the hardest fruits of the spirit. And I don't like you, Mm -hmm. I really believe you can't just do that without abiding in him. Yeah. Like you, like you have to abide in him in order to have any of the fruit of the spirit you have to abide in the spirit and so like man but patience it can be a hard one but don't be discouraged because if God's given you a word or a desire or a promise his word does not return void it doesn't fall to the ground it sends out and it accomplishes all that he sends it out to do so for our listeners if people in the world have told you to compromise something that you know you heard from God from and it's backed up (laughs) by his word it's one of the promises in his word don't let them talk you into compromising. Keep pushing. Keep sticking with that endurance. Keep trusting God. And instead of drawing closer to them and their opinions, draw closer to who he is. And speak the word to yourself. Confirm what he's told you daily and, and ask him what he wants to show you. Mm-hmm.
0: And two, don't let Satan come in and be like, well, are you sure God said that and shouldn't have happened by now? I know he does that to me a lot.
2: Yeah. So no. don't worry
0: about that when...
1: All right, well, we're going to go ahead and cut this episode off. Next week, we're going to be getting into kindness, another fruit of the Spirit. So, guys, thank you for tuning in. We will see you next week. This is Free Wine and Unleavened Bread.
2: Guys, right, before we head out, just a reminder if you guys have any questions or concerns or prayers or praises, email us at freewineandunleavenedbread@gmail.com, at gmail.com. And uh, we'll answer your questions and uh, address your concerns or praises or prayer requests. Yeah, so yeah. See you guys next week. Let's ski.